Hi, everyone. Welcome to the world through our eyes. Today, we have two special guests here that studied abroad in Italy. Kiana studied abroad in Florence, Italy through CSUIP, and Gabriella studied away in Reggio Emilia through NSC Study Abroad. So they're going to be here talking to us a bit about their study abroad experience and answering some questions that people might have. So first, we can start off with Gabriella. I just wanted to know a little bit about Reggio Emilia. I kind of tried to do some research on it. I saw that it's like north central Italy. It seems to be like close to many locations. Yeah, so Reggio Emilia, going off of what you said, people were very active there. They were walking everywhere. Um, lots of people rode their bikes. And I think that my favorite thing about Reggio Emilia was that small town feel. Close to no people spoke English in Reggio Emilia. I remember when I first got there and I didn't even know like a lick of, or not English, I knew in English. I didn't know a lick of Italian when I got there and I needed to buy something and I couldn't find it. And that was the first time in my life where I really actually couldn't communicate what I wanted to tell her. And I couldn't use my Google Translate either because um, I didn't have service. So I think that that just goes to show how really immersed in the culture you are at in Reggio Emilia. It was a special experience because I got to see a lot of the same faces. So where I lived in my apartment complex, there was a market right below. And there was this man, Daniela, and he owned the market. We went to this grocery store called Conad. And I think it was Conad. Do you have, did you have Conad? Yeah, we had Conad. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was like, a. we always walked there, but that was a little bit of a walk. So um, when I just wanted to get like a pasta sauce or like something quick down below, I would go to Daniela. And that just kind of shows the small town feel like him and I built a relationship. And once I like was able to actually speak with him um, because he didn't speak English either. It, it was really special. And I actually went back to Italy last year and I went back to, or I'm sorry, it was actually end of 2019. I forgot that a whole year has passed. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I went back and I saw him and he remembered me and it was just, it was really special. But I think that my favorite things about Reggio Emilia are just kind of those basic small town aspects of the, the city. And was it like super slow paced? Did you have a lot of things to do or? Did you get bored a lot? Or like, how was that? You know, I think that maybe like, depending on someone's personality, like they might look at Reggio Emilia and be like, oh, it's a boring place to study abroad. I'm so interested to hear about Florence later because that's like such a different experience. And I'm sure that that was so great too. Because for us, there wasn't always a lot of stuff going on. Like, yeah, there'd be markets on like Saturday mornings or Tuesday mornings, but there wasn't as much life going on. Like there were clubs and stuff out kind of on the outskirts of Reggio. Yeah, so I personally didn't get bored at all. I loved it so much, but I also think that that had to do with the relationships that I built when I first got there, like with the other girls that were studying. So like, obviously, like no matter what, you're in this amazing place and it's like you're in awe with the architecture and the history. But at the end of the day, like your experiences are kind of made up with the people that you share them with. And I didn't get bored because like, I love the kind of mundane moments where it was like, oh, let's go and make dinner at your apartment or like, let's go meet up for gelato or like, I don't know, you know, the random things. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just everything is so magical. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, so I've actually gone to Florence before 
and it it is like a big what's well, like a big city and I feel like compared to how we were saying Reggio Emilia it's like such a difference you know like smaller little town mm. and then versus like this like bigger city and also I feel like there's a lot of tourism there as well right something like that yeah. so mm -hmm. um but I've definitely noticed that it's very like rich in culture and there's like a lot of art and architecture monuments what were your favorite parts about Florence or is there anything about Florence in general that you want to share with us yeah so it's actually funny that you say Florence is a big city because to me it felt super small but in comparison to Reggio Emilia it was probably really big but I also lived in the city center near Santa Croce, which is like one of the many churches in Florence. And um, just like Gabriella, I really enjoyed people watching and like just doing things that you would find boring, I guess. But there it's just like, oh, you can go get gelato and sit on the river and just eat it. And then you can go walk around and be in a piazza and people are playing music and then people are dancing and there's so much to do but sometimes there's not a lot to do but at the same time you're enjoying yourself no matter what you're doing yeah there are a lot of museums to be honest <laughs> like I wasn't a huge history buff when I got there and I didn't necessarily care about all the Statues, when I got there, I was just like, what is this? As I stayed and learned, I took an architecture class and we went around and we learned about all the buildings. And I was like, wow, like somebody built this? Or uh, the David that Michelangelo carved out of like marble, mm -hmm. I was able to see that. And it was so breathtaking to me. All the other statues I saw, I was like, okay, that's cool. But that one was just so beautiful up close. And I was just so in awe of just how beautiful Florence is and how beautiful the people are as well. Not only physically, but I was also able to meet some cool people. Um, I had a boyfriend, so I was able to learn the language a little better, but oh my God. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> Maybe someday true love prevails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One day. <I'm> <laughs> but also learning the language was really helpful because that enables you to connect to the culture on a deeper level. Because like Gabriella was saying, when you get to connect with people, that makes your experience a lot richer. So I just I love Florence. I don't know. I just really I miss it so much. I want to go back. I haven't gone back yet. I hope to go back. Yes, I hope you get to visit. I feel like that's always a thing that once you go somewhere, you're like, I want to go back. I want to visit. Yeah, I want to yeah. be there longer. And then this this yeah. next one, I know I love food. So just like I wanted to know, was there any type of maybe Italian food that you really liked or snacks? I know snacks are different around the world. Like there's just mm. those snacks you can't find in the US. So any like food or snacks or any foods of the region that you really enjoyed? Yeah, the food in Italy is just absolutely incredible. Like I'm such a foodie. And so honestly, just one, I want to, I want to cry. <laughs> so good. But um, really, I mean, Reggio Emilia in general. So it's in the region Emilia Romana. And that region is really known for foods like 
Parmesan cheese. They're um, really known for their balsamic vinegar, prosciutto, tortellini. Um, so all these foods are extremely good in this region because that's what they're known for. But honestly, Italy in general, like every region is known for a different food that they kind of specialize in there. And that's really good there. But anything in Reggio Emilia, like I loved being able to go to the restaurants and try their food. Personally, my go-to was always just getting like a pasta because I love trying them and I love pasta. But yeah, the Parmesan cheese is so good. And um, when I left Italy, I snuck some sausage into my, <laughs> my suitcase and I got through um, security. <laughs> so they didn't, I don't know if they pick up or not. <laughs> I snuck some sausage in the US. <laughs> it was so good. I agree. The food is just out of this world. I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but Italians eat a lot of carbs, pasta, pizza. Um, they do fish and like some seafood. I also tried pigeon when I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where that was, was that? Really good. Were you in Florence? Yeah. Uh, my friends and I, we had gone out to eat at this restaurant in Fiesole which was like the town literally right above Florence but um they had this like pigeon stew over risotto it was super good (laughs) and then for my birthday I just had like the full pigeon because I had a friend who was a real foodie and so she was like oh my gosh we need to go try this restaurant and go here so she would always take me on adventures and they have really good sandwiches. There's a really famous sandwich spot in Florence, mm. Alentico, and of course, gelato. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing that I had for you too is just housing arrangements. I think, Gabriella, you kind of talked about this. I think you said you had an apartment, but just if you want to share about that in Spain, I know we had to find our own apartments. Um, But Kiana, I don't know if you had like um, dorms that you could go to or if you also ended up getting an apartment or. Yeah, I had an apartment. Mm -hmm. And did you live with California students or did you choose to like live with people from all over? Yeah, I live with two girls from California because I was almost homeless, actually, because when we get there, I believe this was the case with you too, Giselle, when you stay in like a hotel. Or for two weeks and then you have to find oh, an apartment well ours was two weeks yeah oh nice oh, yeah, what? ours was like a week <laughs> wait you guys got there and you didn't have housing arrangements no <laughs> no so they tell you um basically they say it's not smart to find housing beforehand um oh. just because you can't be there to check out the apartment ask questions look at the contract and all of that what I did is that I would search on my computer. They gave us different places where you could check, but basically you were in charge of finding your own housing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I think that what our program directors did was just go over the contracts and make sure there wasn't anything crazy in there. But for the most mm. hand, we just had to like find the apartments by ourselves. Um, so getting an apartment, that was my first time. It was super interesting. It was stressful. Kiana, I feel like you you can attest to this. It was pretty stressful, but once you get it, it's kind of nice. Sorry, I was saying that was so wild. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, the thing is, too, because before I got there, I had arranged to live 
with my mom's friend's friend who lived in Italy. They grew up in Honduras together and she ended up moving to Italy with her kids. But she didn't speak any English and I didn't speak any Italian. So we were kind of using Google Translate before I got there. So when I get there, I met up with her and she took me around Florence to show me dorm rooms and stuff. And I was like, I thought I was going to be living with you. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And finally, she took me to her apartment, her and her daughter. Then she's like, oh, yeah, basically, you're going to be sharing a room with my daughter. And I was like, I thought I would have my own room. And she's like, no, 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 it's not possible. I was like, well, how much am I going to pay? And she's like, 600 euro a month. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. I can't afford that. And plus, she lived like 20, a 20 minute bus ride out of the city center. So at that point, I was literally homeless. I wasn't smart like Giselle. I was lazy. I didn't even bother to look for housing. And then out of nowhere, a girl from my program was like, hey, Keo, do you still need a place to stay? I was like, yeah, how do you know I'm looking for a place? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you can live with me and Anna and you can share a room with Anna and you only have to pay 300 euro a month. Oh. I was like 10 minutes from walking from my school. So that was a better deal. That's so crazy. Yeah, our our program set up our housing for us. So we got there and they had it all taken care of. Like oh, wow. arranged. You would either check if you wanted to live in a dorm or like a dorm or an apartment or if you wanted to live with the host family so they would all they would arrange it so that's so funny that those programs oh. were different. did you live with the host family oh you you said you lived by yourself well I actually so when I first got there or not when I first got there when I was first thinking about studying abroad me going to study abroad happened really abruptly mm. I went through a breakup and then I literally like the next week or like later that week it was the deadline for studying abroad and I was like I'm gonna freaking do it I'm gonna go to Italy and I like signed up and I put in the deposit like right before it was due and I did it but (laughs) that's just a side note Um, amazing so yeah I put that I wanted to live with the host family because in my head I was like yeah I really want to be submerged in the culture and I feel like this is going to be a really authentic authentic experience and then when I got there they had me put in an apartment and there was only two host families that were able to take in students and so I was kind of like bummed at first and then it just ended up working out so well like I had two other roommates and my own room and it was just like amazing I I really loved being able to have that freedom and kind of be able to do my own thing and I'm sure that um, I would have loved it too if I had a host family but Mm. I'm fond of the memories I have living on my own and having that freedom Yeah, that totally ties into what I was going to talk about next. Um, Well, I was just going to ask if there was anything else you wanted to share about your experience when you studied abroad, just like in general. Um, And also like if you did any traveling and it sounds like, um, Gabriella, did you get to visit your family while you were in Italy then? Did you have like any family there that you visited? Yeah, actually. So funny enough, I didn't visit my family when I was there. And I don't know why looking back, but I was with all, like, I I met these three girls when I was there and we like did all of our trips together. And so usually we were traveling on the weekend somewhere else and I never made it a point to go down there, which I regret looking back, but I went back the next year and I visited them, but I did do a lot of traveling while I was there. I went to Oktoberfest in Germany. I went to Switzerland, Amsterdam and Greece. And then 
on top of that, I just traveled a lot around Italy, which was my personal favorite because every part of Italy is so rich with its own culture and history. Mm -hmm. Did you make it to Florence at all? I did make it to Florence. I went with my two sisters um, because they came to visit me while I was there. And I loved Florence, but I didn't get to spend that much time there. Did you um, ever go to that restaurant with the really good cheesy gnocchi? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I can literally picture it. I just had the same (laughs) conversation with my boyfriend last week. And I was like, you know, like he was talking about this cheesy gnocchi and I'm like, <laughs> shut up. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I pulled up. A picture. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention that actually, because my friend and I, we were, because everybody was talking about it when we were there. They're like, this cheesy gnocchi, you have to try it. You have to try it. Oh, and we were like, God. yeah, okay. And then right at the end, when I was leaving, I tried it and I was like, why? Why did I wait so oh long? Oh my gosh. I know it's so good. And it was always <laughs> packed. I mean, actually not always. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't live there. I can't, I can't make that assumption. No, but it, it was, was super popular. Yeah. People yeah. loved it. I forgot my Italian as well too. So you forgot your what? Your Italian? Yeah. How did you, so did you learn some Italian while you were there? Yeah. So we had to take classes while we were there. When we first arrived, we had summer school. So Monday through Friday, we had class from nine to 12 and we learn grammar and stuff wait can I and I can I interrupt for a second were you there for a whole were you there for a whole year yeah Mm -hmm. oh wow okay I was only there for half of a semester so you you must have really learned then well I mean maybe maybe not fluent but like if you had to do those those classes for that long I would imagine that you learned pretty quickly at least the basics and how to have a conversation yeah, I learned pretty quickly, too, because I also, like I said, I had an Italian boyfriend, and he only spoke Italian, so I was, like, forced to try to learn, and he would yeah. try to teach me as well. They say that's the best way to learn. Yeah, it's true. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I I was getting better gradually because of him and then because of the classes as well. Yeah, and I felt more confident talking to people, like if I got lost or something. Yeah, totally. Did you have to take that class for the full year or was that just for half a semester? Yeah, we had to take classes every semester, um, conversation or grammar. And then some of the classes we took, the professors also spoke Italian for those classes. Oh. For some of them, not all, because that would be like too hard for us to understand. Yeah. How was yours? So you were there for half a semester, you said? I'm sorry. That's the second time I've done that. I keep saying half semester. Oh, yeah. I meant um, a semester. It's been so long since I've been in school, you know, I forget what that oh, means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no yeah, judgment. So okay. I was there for a semester. Did you have to take like a grammar class when you got there? Yeah. So Italian was split up into two classes. So when you first got there, you had to take a class for, I think it was like the first two months. And then after it was optional if you wanted to take another Italian class. So I actually only took the first Italian class and then I didn't take the second one because it interfered with some of my traveling. Um, I I wish that I took the second class. When I studied abroad, I knew how to order. I knew how to have a basic conversation 
Oh, yeah, that's good. But I wasn't by any means to the point where I could withhold a conversation that was at all in depth. And I didn't learn to do that until I went back the second year and I, and I stayed with my family and then I lived with a couple random people that I met on this website. You guys know Workaway? Yeah, I've heard of it. I know you said you heard of it, but Giselle said she hadn't. So it's this website where you can basically look at jobs anywhere. There are jobs like maybe you can help, you'll help on a farm. I don't know, like maybe in Italy or something. And then a lot of the times they'll pay for your stay. They'll pay for your food. And then your pay is the fact that you get to be there. You'll be off on weekends and you can travel. And then your work is that you help them in some way. So I actually went back and I lived with a woman and my work was helping her learn English. And she didn't speak like really any English at all. So we primarily spoke in Italian and that helped me learn really quickly. And then I did the same thing in Modena and that's right near Reggio Emilia. It's actually um, in the same region. And so then I lived there for a little bit too. We'll talk all about that later and how we feel like it impacted us. I wouldn't have done that if I didn't study abroad. Wow, that's so cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. I totally wrote it down because I was like, I'm trying to go back abroad. So um, uh, thank you for sharing that. And then also, Kiana, did you do any like traveling while you were there or just like around Italy, anything that you enjoyed? Yeah, I I was able to travel a lot, actually, because of my school. They took us all over Italy. So we went to Naples all the way up to Torino that's like northern more northern than Parma I think and then I was able to travel with my friends like I went to Greece as well and to London and I went to Barcelona I don't know where did you study Giselle where were you oh, studied abroad in Granada Spain Granada is in southern Spain so it's like literally at mm. the very bottom Barcelona was like is up in the north. I got to visit that the first time I was in Spain. When I was studying there, I would go to Madrid a lot for concerts, but I didn't oh, I didn't cool. end up going to Barcelona this time actually. Oh, yeah. Um but it's definitely it's it it was going through some stuff while we were studying abroad there. There was a lot going on. Um mm. and they didn't really advise us to go there, but um I oh, know wow. it's definitely very nice like the art the what's his yeah, name Gaudi Ga- Gaudi yeah yeah oh my gosh his architecture is amazing mm-hmm. beautiful I never yeah. went to Spain that's so cool that or that's awesome that you guys did that why well, know you studied there Giselle but that's awesome that you got to visit there Kiana I really like Europe because everything is so close together so it's like oh I'm going to another country for the weekend totally (laughs) yeah it's more difficult here (laughs) yeah and so now we can move on to the school and career so I think we've basically already talked about this um the next thing was talking about languages so I think the question was if any of you knew Italian beforehand and I think the answer was like not really but you kind of learned while you were there so I think that's pretty cool because I saw that there were no language requirements for Italy and then I was also wondering do you think there was a big language barrier while you were there or do you think you could easily get through it yeah Italians know English very well actually at least in Florence because it's a bigger city so they 
have a lot of tourists come? I think it's just kind of better to learn at least some basic phrases, like how to order stuff just to be respectful of the culture and to show them that you're trying to learn. And I completely agree with what you're saying. I think it's, yeah. I, I'm on the same page as you where I feel like even if like, obviously you're not expected to be fluent when you go there, but to put in the effort to be able to order in their language, to say thank you, to at least right. do the basics, I feel like it's respectful. Like we don't want to go there as Americans and like expect for everyone to kind yeah. of cater to us, you know? Right. And so I completely agree with you. Yeah, in Reggio Emilia, there I think there definitely was a little bit of language barrier at first, just because I didn't really know anything other than how to say hi. And actually, funny, I when I first got there, the first day I went and put my bags in my apartment, and then we were with a group of us, and we were walking around the town. And I'm really bad with directions, so I didn't really know where my apartment was yet because it was the first day. And when I left, we were all walking around and then I was kind of just like tired and I didn't want to be with the group anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the apartment, but my phone was going to die. And of course, being the human that I am, I'm like, don't worry guys, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm just going to go back to the apartment. And I walked back and it occurred to me that I had no idea where the heck I was going. And I seriously got completely lost. My phone died and I was panicking because I'm like, it's about to be dark. I have no idea where I am. Like, I don't know. I don't even know these people's names yet. I literally don't, I don't even know who I am. Um, I don't know my own social security number. Like, <laughs> and so I'm like, this guy comes by on a bike and I'm like trying to get him to help me. And he doesn't speak any English. And so we were trying to communicate and I was like trying to let him know that I was lost, but like both of us spoke like none of each other's language. <laughs> Finally, I was kind of able to communicate that I, on my phone, like I needed a charger and so he finally, like after an hour of us being together, we went into this phone store and he asked an Italian if, if I could use the phone charger. And so then I was able to charge my phone and I called my friend that I literally just met that day on group me. And I'm like, please come and save me. I have no idea where I am. Come and help me. And then the guy walked me to his bridge and they met me there and they're like, oh my God, Gabby, you're like, you're so stupid. Why'd you leave us? There definitely was a little bit of a language barrier at first, but I'm not for too long. But in Reggio Emilia, a lot of people, like I said, don't speak English. Um, also, just a side note, like in Southern Italy, a lot of people don't speak English. So I think it's more common in those more heavily tourist areas. But in Northern Italy, there are like, well, I guess depending on the region, but also depending on like how small the city is, determines whether there's people that are speak a lot of English or, or not. They might just know basics. Yeah. No, but that's a thing too, because I got lost so much as well. Oh my god. To the I point can't. where I'd be crying. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm really bad with directions. I don't know where I am most of the time, I even in my know. own town. Me I too. I still have to use Google Maps and stuff to get around. Like just to go, so like to go to your basic grocery store, you go to every week. <laughs> like, how do I get yeah. to lawns again? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh I want to go to like a new grocery store. Wait, how do I get there? <laughs> like, you live here, you should know. <laughs> But I, I don't want to act like I was super fluent as soon as I got to Italy because that was not the case at all. I didn't know anything. I did this podcast. It was called My Daily Phrase Italian. And I 
I was trying to learn, but also you, you have to get over the fear of speaking. That's the hardest thing 100%. in the world. Yeah. And then grocery shopping too, because I would always get a rude cashier for some reason. And she would just shout at me the total and I would never know. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? I would never know what she was saying. And then I would hand her money and then she'd be like, Una euro? and I'm like, wait, what? She's like another yeah. euro. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I just gave you the correct amount. What do you want? <laughs> I'd be like, like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> no, literally, my my cashier at Conad was always mad at me. Like I would have, like I would like break out in sweats right before yes. I had to check out. I would always get yeah. so nervous. You do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, dang, I didn't know that shopping was a crime. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to buy groceries. Yeah, and I think um, the next thing was just if you felt like your classes were different compared to classes here in the U.S., um, or if you feel like it was about the same, just like for students that want to study or are looking into studying in Italy, how was your experience with the classes? The classes, I definitely still had work. Like there were times when I remember my friends and I going on a trip and we were doing Italian homework at like 4 a.m. at the train station. But overall, like it was doable. You you didn't have this insane workload where you weren't able to travel. And for majors that did have that heavy of a workload, studying abroad is probably not an option for you in the first place. I definitely feel like it's doable. The classes, you're still able to travel, but there's definitely still work. I had to write multiple essays while I was there. Um, I had presentations, but it was enjoyable. And, you know, like you're in your own world and you have your friends and your classes. And I really look fondly upon those times. I really enjoyed my teachers. And when I went back that following year, I went and visited one of them. So I felt like it was a really fruitful experience at those classes. So I, I studied Italian literature when I was there. So I kind of had to change my major, but I I took a film class as well. And I took an opera class where we studied operas. Yeah. And then we got to go see one or two live. And then I took an Italian literature class where we would just study um, like Dante and Petrarch and those writers. And then... Mm -hmm. And then I took an architecture class. What's your major? Or what, or I'm sorry, what was your major? I was a Hutchins major, so liberal okay. studies. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's also why I chose Italy because I didn't have too many options because of my major. I only had Canada and Italy. And I okay. think that was it. Yeah. Oh, that's so those were your only options with being a Hutchins major? major? Yeah, because I was also in my, at that point, I was in my fourth year, I think. I can't remember. Okay. So yeah, I also um, studied my my fourth year as well. Okay, I believe I could only do Canada or Italy. Okay. But Italy was the best choice. So. Yes, not a bad choice at all. Yeah, and then we can just move on to the next question. So it's just, how do you feel studying abroad impacted you? So that can just be in your life in general or as in a career, if it helped you kind of decide what you wanted to do after college or it influenced what you are up to now. So just how studying abroad changed your life. Kiana, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Studying abroad was the best experience of my life. 
I just really cannot look at anything that compares to it. College was really amazing. And then studying abroad even more so because it gave me a chance to grow and just see the world in a different Mm -hmm. way. I can't really say that it impacted my career because I'm definitely not really doing anything that is in relation to studying abroad, but it gave me an appreciation for the world and for life. So it inspired me. I wrote a book about studying abroad. Yeah, I did. Wait, you have to share with us. What is it called? Where can we find it? It's on Amazon, actually. Okay. Oh my gosh. What's it called? It's called Only You Satisfy because Italy was like a really wonderful experience for me kind of like eat pray love where I went and I kind of reconnected with God and stuff and I did a lot of growing so basically it's just a book of stories and lessons that I learned I talk about my Italian boyfriend in here he was still in love with his ex-girlfriend so that's why (laughs) I don't know Italy was so inspirational because I was literally writing all the time I really like to write and I was Mm -hmm. just so inspired by everything there the people I met I kept a blog while I was there and I just compare it because a few years ago I I taught English in Korea and I just wasn't inspired at all for some reason I don't know I I didn't connect to Korea like I did to Italy I love to talk about Italy and I encourage everybody to study abroad like find some place that you like you know but Italy was it for me Mm -hmm. yeah that's what Italy helped me do it inspired me to write a book (laughs) that's so incredible like I don't know just the fact that you actually like wrote this book I want to read it I'm gonna look into that I'm definitely gonna write it in the podcast description I'm gonna be like go check out this book but also the fact that you ended up going to Korea that's so cool also like I know you said you didn't really enjoy it as much as Italy but I think it's cool to just take those chances the fact that you took that chance and you tried it out maybe you didn't like it but now you know that you don't really enjoy that and Italy is kind of your true calling Um, so just thank you for sharing that that's awesome (laughs) yeah thanks oh my gosh Kiana I'm so inspired I can't believe that you actually wrote one that's like always been something in the back of my head that I've wanted to do and so the fact that you're so young and you made that a point and you like actually have it on Amazon I think is so inspiring and is so telling of like your passion and what kind of person you are so (laughs) I have yeah I have chills and I have it up here and we're going to read it. Oh. I'm going to read it. Giselle's going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'll, I'll probably email you in a few days and be like, I'm crying. Oh. I feel like I'm like so, starstruck so right now. Don't be. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, totally, wow, this is so cool. No. I'm totally just, I just like to write. This is something I wanted to do and anybody can do it. I feel like I'm going to really relate to this story because I just pulled it up to the first page and I saw you talk about InterVarsity. And so I can, I feel like I could totally um, relate to this and kind of like reconnecting with your faith and stuff. Yeah, but it's just like, it captivates you. You don't even try to do anything. It's just something about Italy is just 
so awe-inspiring. I had gone to this place called Cefalu, which is in Sicily. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, this place is the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I've never seen it. The water was just so blue and like the sky was blue and it just all met and you couldn't tell where the sky began and where the sea ended or anything. There were just so many moments like that where I was just like, wow, this this person is so beautiful or this landscape is so beautiful and I'm just taking this in and experiencing things that I don't think I ever would have experienced had I just stayed in Sonoma or something like that. And then Gabriella, so how, I know, I know we started with Kiana, but how do you think that studying abroad kind of impacted you? I don't know if it helped you decide what you wanted to do after college or if it influenced what you're up to now. Um, but if you want to share that with us as well. Yeah, I, I would make the bold statement that studying abroad changed my life. It made me more in touch with my Italian culture. It caused me to be able to connect with my family in Southern Italy that I'd never met before. And it made me feel more confident in myself and my ability to connect with people. So what I mean by that is kind of like going somewhere where you know absolutely nobody and relying really solely on yourself to not only make those friends and make those connections, but also make the right ones and make friendships with the people that you really feel like are going to add value to your experience and also your life. These three girls that I befriended while I was there, they literally still are my three best friends. We just FaceTimed last week and we talk all the time. We have our group chat still. These girls will like be in my wedding someday if I ever get married. (laughs) So I'm currently actually not doing anything that has to do with Italy. I I work in sales. I'm an account executive at a software development company, but I do think that it has impacted me or in the sense that it's shown me what I'm really capable of. And I think that it really made me realize my people skills and how passionate I am with connecting to different people. And not only that, but also making them feel important and making them feel heard. I think also, lastly, I'd like to say that it made me feel small. And I think that that's something that's really important because we live in a world where we're so consumed with our own thoughts and what's going on in our day to day, the drama in our friend group, stress with work. But when we really take a step back, there are so many people in the world. And that's not to say that your problems aren't significant because they are, but it's like, there's, there's so much more to this. And I think it's so important to put things in perspective and to allow yourself to feel small. I don't know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to travel across the world, but go and stare at the ocean by yourself for an hour and really think and reflect on your life. And this was a time where I was really able to do that. And I think that that's been really valuable to me in my life thus far. Wow, that was so beautiful. Yes, that, that was yeah. that was said so beautifully. Like yeah. when you said that, I was like, that's true. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. in the US, especially just staying here and never leaving the country, if you don't realize what's going on in the world and you don't realize your life in the US is probably way different to someone who lives somewhere else. I definitely agree with that. Kiana, did you want to comment something on that? Yeah, I was gonna say true because our lives are so different from everybody else, but It's so interesting how no matter where you go, you can always connect 
with somebody somewhere and that's the beautiful thing about traveling and we're all Mm -hmm. like human you know we all want the same things it's a beautiful experience it's a beautiful um (laughs) and just to wrap things up I think the last thing I had here is if you have any tips or advice for future students that want to study abroad in Italy or if there's anything you wish you would have done differently tip number one don't stare at Italian men because they will take that as you trying to come on to them (laughs) and that's like for real when you're walking just try to stare straight ahead don't give them eye contact because the minute you do they're going to be like oh ciao ciao come stai and try to talk to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely very loving humans I like that though I love that culture where Lots of PDA and just so, so much love. Yeah. Special. <laughs> yeah. Kiana, do you have anything else that you feel like you want to say? Yeah, I would just say, just enjoy the moment. I wish I could have just told myself back then to calm down and everything would be okay. Mm-hmm. And just to experience the culture, even if that means making a mistake or getting lost or something or messing up when you try to pronounce a word try to do it and also remember yeah you're a student in Italy but that also means you have to go to class but it also means that you have to learn about the culture as much as you can learn about yourself Mm -hmm. and travel as much as you can as much as you can afford and have fun Before I went, I had a mentor. I don't know if you guys still do that, but I was paired up with a mentor who had studied abroad in Florence the year before I did. And he just told me to hate Florence and fall in love with it in that order. Basically just stumble, like just try to find your way so that you develop this like strong connection. And at the end of it all, you'll end up loving it. Is there anything that you think people should know, Gabriella? I feel like for me and something that I wish that I did differently. Well, I don't wish that I did differently because at the end of the day, I've learned from it and I'm stronger because of it. But Mm -hmm. if I were to go back or I would give my big sister advice, it would be, I think that people really need to be aware of this time of their life that they're going into when studying abroad And it's really not smart to start talking to a guy right before you leave. I mean, Mm -hmm. I say talking like loosely dating or something like that. It's easy for us when we're younger to kind of just live in the moment, which is important. Like also be aware of what's coming. Like don't kind of give your heart away like right before you're going to leave because it's going to distract you while you're there. So that's something that I did. And it was really confusing for me when I left for studying abroad and it really was on my mind and in the back of my head the entire time that I was there. I obviously still had a great time and I learned so much. I really had to rely on my girlfriends while I was there for times that I was struggling, but Mm -hmm. it's not good. I mean, like we're humans, we have to guard our hearts and 
it's something that was definitely difficult for me and prohibited me from being fully there because I was thinking about what he was doing back at home or mm. what was going on at college. And like, you know, I have this fear of missing out and is he with another girl? And it, it didn't work out anyways when I got back. So it's like, I spent all this time when I wish I could just go back and like shake myself and be like, this is like the most amazing time ever. Like, why are you thinking about this? But even if I knew what I know now, like I wouldn't be able to help it because when you're at that point, it's just, it's still hard. But yeah, so that would be my advice is that know what time in your life you're, you're about to go into. And it's already going to be an adjustment that you're going to be in a different country and you're going to make, be making new friends. So don't make it more difficult on yourself. Put yourself in a position where you can really succeed and you can thrive and be present and not have your heart be like halfway across the world a little. <laughs> yeah, that's really good advice. Yes, yeah. that's that's awesome. I mean, I mean, I not <laughs> it's awesome no, advice. I feel funny now. It was like so. I hope I'm not making it sound like I had a huge breakup. I look guys, this is like someone I talked to for like two months over the summer, but <laughs> I just it still matters, you know. I'm someone who wears my heart on my sleeve, so it really impacts me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what you said in the beginning also, like you were like, oh, I left after a breakup. I think that was so me as well. Um, I did CSUIP late registration. So I actually signed up like in March and then I found out in April that I was going to go. And I just did it so late because my boyfriend and I had broken up at that time. And it was just kind of like, okay, I have no one to hold me here. I've been wanting to do this. I'm going to do it. It was a little bit rough sometimes, but I feel like it also kind of helped me find myself and it helped me kind of learn to be more independent and be okay being with myself. And I feel like I definitely had moments where I was like, I got through this. Some moments were really rough out there, but it was like, I got through this alone. Like I, if I did this, I can do anything type of thing. Um, so I feel mm -hmm. like that was just super nice. And it was kind of like eye-opening and it, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, like I'm not going to settle for something if I know I'm fine, like on my own type of thing. So I feel oh like it God. was definitely helpful. Totally. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's probably like what you've taken away from it in your life. Like that obviously still impacts you so heavily in your confidence in your life that's an amazing experience and realization that you came to. Like we, we are so full on our own. If, if we allow ourselves to do that personal development work and to really reflect on our experiences. So I love that. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. So I think we can wrap it up there. I don't know if anyone else has anything to share. Yes. One last thing. The bidet is the best invention ever. So oh utilize God. it. <laughs> oh, I love it every day. <laughs> yes. I miss it so much. No, I'm sorry. Not even every day. Like literally every time I went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I want one in my house. I just don't know how that's going to no. <laughs> I'm going to do that when I'm older. Like that's when I'll know that I've, I've made it is when I yeah. have a bidet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you for having us Giselle yeah thank you this was so fun yeah I just want to say thank you so much for being here um thank you Gabriella and Kiana for being our amazing guests for this Italy segment um and yeah so we'll see you next time for the world through our eyes